For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, Romans, for or against Torah. This is part six of the series. Next, what we're going to do in examining the book of Romans and looking at it from a Hebraic perspective is we're going to examine what Paul is trying to explain in Romans chapter 2. In the summary of what Paul is trying to explain in Romans chapter 2 is the following. Paul is making a comparison between the following two things. Number one, Paul is comparing non-Jews, in his example, who are not physically circumcised, but yet follow the Torah. And in following the Torah, they're going to show that they are circumcised in their heart. Versus, in his scenario, Jews who are circumcised in the flesh, but yet don't follow the Torah. And this is going to demonstrate that even though they're physically circumcised, they're uncircumcised in their heart. So let's examine how Paul explains these things. We are to follow the Torah with a circumcised heart. The Torah requires that we have a circumcised heart. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 12 and verse 16 it is written, And now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? And it is as follows. Circumcise the foreskin of your heart and be no more stiff-necked. In Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 4, it is written, Circumcise yourselves to the Lord and take away the foreskins of your heart, ye men of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. So the Torah and the prophets call for the people of the God of Israel to be circumcised in their heart. Now, a circumcised heart loves the God of Israel and endeavors and seeks to follow his Torah. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 6, it is written, And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart. What's the outcome? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, that you might live. Joshua chapter 22, verse 5, it is written, But take diligent heed to do the commandment in the Torah, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, charged you to love the Lord your God 
and to walk in all of his ways, to keep his commandments, to cleave unto him, to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. Now, it's possible for you to be physically circumcised, but uncircumcised in your heart. Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 25 and 26, it is written, Behold, the days come, says the Lord, that I will punish all them which are circumcised physically. And then it goes on to say, Judah and all the house of Israel are uncircumcised in their heart. An uncircumcised heart doesn't follow the Torah. It's carnally minded. It walks after the flesh. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 10, it is written, To whom shall I speak and give warning that they may hear? Behold, their ear is uncircumcised. And what's the result? When one's ear is uncircumcised, meaning you won't listen. Behold, the word of the Lord is unto them a reproach, and they have no delight in it. They have no delight in the Torah or the word of God. It's the Holy Spirit, and yielding to the Holy Spirit is the way by which we have and receive a circumcised heart. In Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 26 and 27, it is written, A new heart will I give you, a new spirit will I put within you. I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you. And what's the outcome of the Holy Spirit within us when we have a new heart? I'm going to cause you to walk in my statutes, to keep my judgments and do them or follow my Torah. So now looking at Romans chapter 2 verses 13 through 15, Paul is going to describe a scenario with non-Jews who show that they are circumcised in their heart as it is written. Romans chapter 2 verse 13. It's not the hearers of the Torah that are just before God, but the doers of the Torah shall be justified. For when the Gentiles, which have not the Torah, do by nature the things that are contained or written in the Torah. So if the Gentiles do the things that are written in the Torah, they show that the Torah is written in their hearts. So spiritually then, who are the circumcised? Paul explains in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 3, for we are the circumcision spiritually, which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Messiah Yeshua and have no confidence in the flesh. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 11, in whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh. And so what are the sins of the flesh? To not follow the Torah. Sin is the transgression of the Torah. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 4. And they that are in the flesh cannot please God. And so we're supposed to put off the sins of the flesh. We're supposed to put off violating the Torah, and we're supposed to put on Messiah in the circumcision made without hands. That is a circumcision that is done in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And so here we see that the circumcised in the heart follow the Torah, and the circumcised in the heart follow Torah through the Holy Spirit. And those who are circumcised in heart follow Torah through the help of the Holy Spirit. They believe that Yeshua is the Messiah. In so those who have been circumcised in the heart, they're going to worship the God of Israel in spirit. 
follow the Torah, and they're going to believe in Yeshua as the Messiah. Once again, Philippians chapter 3, verse 3, for we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit, that is not in the flesh. We worship God in the spirit, being led by the Holy Spirit, and we rejoice in Messiah Yeshua, and we don't put our faith, hope, and confidence in ourselves, in our own ability, or in the flesh. Now, in Paul's analogy in comparison in Romans chapter 2, he's now going to speak regarding Jews who break the law, are regarded as being uncircumcised in their heart, even though they may be circumcised outwardly in their flesh. Romans chapter 2 verse 17, it is written, Behold, you are called a Jew, and you rest in the Torah, or you seek to follow the Torah, and you make your boast of God that you believe in the God of Israel, and you seek to follow his ways. Romans chapter 2 verse 23, you that make your boast of the Torah, you believe in the God of Israel, that you seek to follow his Torah. Paul says, through breaking of the Torah, you dishonor God. So, if you claim that you believe in the God of Israel and you're endeavoring to follow his Torah and you give the outward appearance of such, but yet you break the Torah, it's through the breaking of the Torah that you dishonor God. Romans chapter 2 verse 25. For circumcision, and here Paul is referring to physical circumcision, and physical circumcision is a sign of the covenant, going back to Genesis in chapter 17, and physical circumcision is a sign that you've already established through faith and trust in the God of Israel proper Torah righteousness as we see from Abraham's life an example wherein it said of Abraham in Genesis chapter 15 verse 6 that he believed God and his faith was counted as righteousness that then physical circumcision is a sign of your commitment to follow the God of Israel in his ways and that commitment is to be made after you You've trusted in him and you put your faith and confidence in him and his righteousness for your salvation. That then physical circumcision profits only if you keep the Torah. And if you keep the Torah, that shows that you've been circumcised in the heart, which is what the Torah requires in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 12, and verse 16. But if you break the Torah, you're going to show that you have an uncircumcised heart. And as a result, if you break the Torah, Paul says, your physical circumcision is made spiritually, that you're regarded as being in a state of being uncircumcision. So, Paul equates circumcision to those that keep the Torah. Romans chapter 2, verse 26. Therefore, if the uncircumcision, here he's referring to non-Jewish believers in Yeshua as the Messiah. If a non-Jewish believer in Yeshua as the Messiah who is not physically circumcised, if they keep the righteousness of the Torah. What's the righteousness of the Torah? Through Abraham's example to us, being the father of our faith, Romans chapter 4, verse 16. And the righteousness of the Torah is you trust in the God of Israel, and you follow and obey his instruction, and you believe his covenant promises to you. If you keep the righteousness of the Torah, shall not one's physical uncircumcision, which it would say that you are outside of covenant relationship with the God of Israel if you're uncircumcised because if you're following the righteousness of the Torah which comes from the heart would that not be counted for circumcision that you are in a covenant relationship with God and that you're seeking to 
follow after him and be obedient to his ways and thus be in right standing with the God of Israel. Now Paul says in Romans chapter 2 verse 27 that those who keep the Torah will judge those who don't follow the Torah. And shall not the uncircumcision, that is non-Jews who believe in Yeshua as a Messiah who outwardly are not circumcised, if they by nature do what the Torah says, if they fulfill the Torah, will not the non-Jew judge you who by the letter and circumcision don't follow the Torah? In other words, they're showing that they have a stony heart toward the Torah and they are living their lives according to a carnal mind and carnal thinking, which Paul explained that one who has a carnal mind in Romans chapter 8 is an enemy against God. So now Paul in Romans in chapter 2 verses 28 and 29 is going to do a wordplay of the meaning of Jew in Hebrew. And so Jew in Hebrew is Yehuda or a Yehudi and it means one who praises the God of Israel. We can see this from Esther chapter 2 verse 5. Now in Shushan the palace there was a certain Jew whose name was Mordecai. The word Jew is the Strong's number 3064 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary and it's the Hebrew word Yehudi, which means a Jew, which comes from Yehuda, which comes from Yada, which means to praise or to give thanks. So a Jew means one that gives praise or thanks to the God of Israel. We can see this relationship that Judah means to praise or give thanks to the God of Israel in Genesis chapter 29 verse 35 as it is written. And she conceived again and bear a son, and she said, Now will I praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Yehuda, Judah, and left bearing. So now, Romans chapter 2, verse 28, For he is not a Jew, meaning a praiser of God, which is one, outwardly, one that is physically circumcised, yet in context of what Paul is explaining, doesn't follow the Torah. Neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. So Paul, he's not saying that one should not ever be circumcised in the flesh. He's just saying the one that praises God is not one that's circumcised in the flesh, but yet in his heart doesn't follow God or the Torah. In Romans chapter 2 verse 29, he says, he that is a Jew, a praiser of God, is one that's inwardly and who has a circumcised heart. And the circumcised heart, as we've seen, loves the God of Israel and follows his heart. That a praiser of God is one that has a circumcised heart, that he, in the spirit and not in the letter, he follows God in the spirit. If you follow God in the spirit, then you follow Torah with a circumcised heart by being led by the Holy Spirit and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but whose praise is of God. In Psalm 119 verse 1, it says, Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the Torah of the Lord. So let's summarize this part of the teaching on Romans in chapter 2. Number 1, we are to follow the Torah with a circumcised heart. An uncircumcised heart won't follow the Torah. Spiritual circumcision is trusting in Yeshua, the Messiah, for our salvation and following his Torah by his Holy Spirit. Physical circumcision without a circumcised heart is regarded as spiritual uncircumcision. Next, we are going to do a detailed analysis of Romans chapter 6. Because there's a verse in Romans in chapter 6, and it is verse 14 that Christians like to quote as a basis for saying that when you believe in Yeshua as the Messiah, when you're saved by grace through faith, 
And when you trust in him for your righteousness, they therefore then say, trying to use Romans chapter 6, verse 14, that you're not supposed to follow the Torah because they say it's been nailed to the cross. And so now let's look at Romans chapter 6 in context and let's see what Romans chapter 6 is saying as we come to Romans chapter 6, verse 14. And what we're going to see here in Romans chapter 6 is Paul is once again going to be making a spiritual analogy and a spiritual comparison. And we must understand that spiritual analogy and that spiritual comparison in context in order to understand the point that he's trying to make in Romans chapter 6, verse 14, which the whole verse reads, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. So let's begin by looking at this chapter from a Hebraic perspective with Romans in chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, as it is written. What shall we say then? Shall we, that is Jew and non-Jew, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And Paul answers the question, God forbid. So Paul says, should we continue in sin? So what do we have to do to continue in sin? Well, it says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 4, whoever commits sin transgresses the Torah, for sin is the transgression of the Torah. So given that sin is the transgression of the Torah, Paul asks the question, shall we continue transgressing the Torah that grace may abound? God forbid. So Paul has already said that we're not supposed to continue transgressing the Torah, but instead, therefore, we should be following the Torah. So now he goes on in Romans chapter 6, verse 3. Know ye not that so many of us as were immersed into Messiah Yeshua were immersed into his death. So he's going to begin to make a spiritual analogy comparing what Yeshua literally did and how our spiritual lies are to be reflected and follow after the example in the leading of Yeshua in his literal earthly life example. So now in the spiritual analogy, Paul is equating being immersed into Messiah with being immersed or identify with his death. And then in the next verse, in Romans chapter 6, verse 4, Paul continues with the spiritual analogy that if we spiritually are immersed unto his death, then spiritually we are to walk in his resurrection, in resurrection life. Romans chapter 6 verse 4. Therefore, therefore is connecting that we that are immersed in the Messiah is we are immersed into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by immersion into death. This is spiritual. That like as, it's analogy, like as Messiah was raised up from the dead. Now he did that literally by the glory of God. Even so, we spiritually should walk in newness of life. So Paul is making the analogy using Messiah's life as an example that his death, burial, and resurrection we follow after in our spiritual
spiritual lies as we seek to live our lives in this world unto Yeshua and follow after his teachings and after his ways. So now in looking at the spiritual analogy that Paul is making here in Romans in chapter 6, he makes the point that if we are immersed into his death, then through the help and the inspiration of his Holy Spirit, we are not to live a sinful lifestyle. Romans chapter 8 verses 11 and 12. But if the spirit of him that raised up Yeshua from the dead, if the same spirit that raised up Yeshua from the dead dwells in us, he that raised up Messiah from the dead will also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. That that same spirit that raised Yeshua from the dead that lives in us, it will cause us to live a resurrected spiritual lifestyle in Yeshua where we don't live our lives according to the flesh, the desires of the flesh, and according to the wisdom of this world in our carnal minds. That's why he says in Romans chapter 8 verse 12, therefore brethren we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. So his point is that we don't live fleshly lies according to the wisdom of this world and our carnal minds. That's why he says that the carnal mind does not follow the Torah. Romans chapter 8 verse 7, the carnal mind is an enemy against God. It's not subject or it doesn't follow the Torah of God, neither indeed can it be, because the nature of the carnal mind is in conflict with following the Torah by the Spirit of God. The carnal mind is going to reason according to natural reasoning, natural logic, and natural circumstances. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 or 7, we're to walk by faith and trust in the God of Israel and His covenant promises to us and not by sight or according to our carnal mind our carnal eyes, and carnal thinking. So in stating that the carnal mind is an enemy against God, it doesn't follow the Torah of God, Paul follows up with this thought in Romans chapter 8, verse 8, so that they that are in the flesh cannot please God. They that are in the flesh are they that don't follow the Torah, who live according to a carnal mind. And so in looking at the spiritual analogy that Paul is making in Romans chapter 6, that if we are in our spiritual lives, in our spiritual walk, if we are immersed into Messiah's death, then we're to live a resurrected life in Him. We are resurrected with Him. And that resurrected life is following the Torah by His Spirit. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 and 2. And you has He quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. So Paul is comparing the formal way, the former man who's dead in trespasses and sins. Now if you're dead in trespasses and sin, you're not following the Torah. And it's this one, has he quickened or made alive in Yeshua? Wherein in time past, that is before we accepted Yeshua as Savior and Lord, that we in time past, we walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. So the children of disobedience don't follow the Torah. The flesh doesn't follow the Torah. The carnal mind doesn't follow the Torah. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 4 and 5. But God, who is 
rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, that is, walking according to the flesh in our carnal mind and the ways of the world, has he quickened us or made us alive together in Messiah. And he's raised us up together and he's made us sit together in heavenly places inside Yeshua. And so this is what happens in the new birth, that as we accept Yeshua as our Savior and Lord, there's a work that's done in our spirit. There's a work that's done in our heart. And if we renew our minds to the Word of God, to the Torah of God, and we begin to think and reason according to following the Torah and the Word of God, and if we're led by the Spirit, then we are going to live a lifestyle that's a resurrected life lifestyle. And in the Spirit, He's raised us up together and He's made us sit together in heavenly places in Messiah Yeshua. And so continuing on in Romans chapter 6, in the spiritual analogy that Paul is making here, that he makes the point that if we are immersed into Messiah's death, then we are to live a resurrected life in Him, or newness of life. Well, that's going to conclude part six of the series on the subject, Romans, for or against Torah. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.